The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Previously on ARC. And here are the nominees for Best Picture. Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I think... I want Parasite to win. I'll just put it out there. I want Parasite to win, but I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will win because it's a movie about Hollywood. It's a wish fulfillment thing. Um, it's a love story to Hollywood, and Hollywood's just going to eat all that up. Um, they're, uh, there's really <laughs> nothing to it. This is like a movie catered to saying, please give me an award. I love you, Hollywood, and, and this is how you should reward me. Not to say that it wasn't a good movie. I enjoyed it, but I didn't like it as much as everybody else did. This list is 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 very good. It's probably the the best crop of Best Picture nominees that I can remember, just by how many five-star ratings I gave this year. Literally six of my top eight movies are in this list, so I like a lot of these. I think that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will win just for all the reasons you said. It is catered towards Hollywood, Tarantino's never gotten best picture before. It's sort of a career achievement as well as, you know, a, a timely award to give. And I think it's going to win, but this is a four horse race. It could be, you know, once upon a time, Irishman parasite, 1917. Those are the four that I think could win here. So I wouldn't be surprised if any of those other three, I just mentioned do win. Um, I think 1917 should win. I think it is the best movie of the year, the best movie of the past few years. I just don't know if it can pull it out. Even though it got the Golden Globe, I just think that the Hollywood and the Academy is leaning more towards Tarantino here. And the Oscar goes to... Parasite. God bless To the movies. To good movies. To every possible kind. Make it so. Where are my dragons? Nothing for you. Welcome to Earth. Stick around. No slices for white. Clever girl. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm 37. Are you the key master? I'm Omar. Who the hell are you? Omar. Omar coming down. Omar coming down. Omar coming down. So, Parasite wins. What did you think about that win? Uh, I I could tell watching the ceremony that it was going to win. You could just see it winning all the awards leading up to it. And it was Bong Joon-ho's big big moment. And you know what? I'm kind of fine with it winning. Um, and and I did think that there was going to be sort of a wide open best picture race. Um, I would have liked to see 1917, but uh, Parasite. Uh, very deserving best picture. Yeah, well, 1917 robbed Avengers Endgame of its uh, best visual effects Oscar, so I have a bitter taste in my mouth. Even though 1917 was a good movie, it was like First Man the year prior when that mm -hmm. won visual effects over Infinity War. It's like that that made me like First Man less. Did Avengers win any Oscars? Zero. Hmm. Yeah, very mad. Okay. Well, yep. anyway, and um, now we're back for the uh, 8th Annual Academy Awards show. And uh, 2020 was a fantastic year for movies. 
<laughs> oh, definitely. I, I saw so many movies in the theater. I, I lost track. No, um, really, it, it just was 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 not a great year. And you know, both going to movies and you know the quality of movies. But you know, there are some some good ones. It wasn't a, a huge stinker, complete stinker, but. You know, I, in preparing for this, I saw 70 films in 2019, um, probably most of those at the theater. And I saw 37, almost half of that, in 2020, only seven of which I actually saw in the theater. I saw seven movies in the theater this past year. And I, that, that might be more than you you saw. Yeah, that I saw, to my recollection, three movies in the theater. And one of them we saw together. <laughs> That's right. We saw we saw promising young woman together. (laughs) (laughs) We saw bad boys for life, like right at the beginning of the year. That's right. And Um, I think right before we recorded this show last year, pretty much. I think it was right around that time. Right. The other two movies I saw were uh, Birds of Prey and, of course, Tenet. Yep. I saw Tenet and I saw a couple uh, a couple ones early on, like Invisible Man and uh, before the pandemic. Uh, really uh, happened in full force. But what's interesting in looking back at um, my letterbox log of movies is that this year, 37 movies seen, there were nine of them, nine of the 37 that were two stars or worse. Wow. That's that's pretty bad for for quality. Although last year, 2019, I saw 70 movies, only six were two stars or worse. Wow. So, I mean, the quality in terms of what I'm giving uh, to movies. But again, you know what? That... The 37 I saw this past year includes some dumb Netflix movies that I probably shouldn't have been watching anyways. I, I just hope that as movies start to open back up and, and who knows what's going to happen with all of that, I just I just hope that I, I get back up to my normal 70-ish uh, of actually going to the theater, but we'll, we'll see if that actually happens. Right. So why don't we go over your top five? Okay. Yeah, I... I mean, top 10 is really hard for me this year based off of the few amount of movies I saw, but I did make a top five and going in reverse rather quickly here. Uh, The Father, which I just saw the other night, would be my number five. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that some more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I know you liked it. Uh, On the Rocks is my number four, and I don't believe you saw that. Nope. Um, That is Sofia Coppola's movie with uh, Rashida Jones and Bill Murray, and it was very funny, uh, a really good movie. Uh, Nomadland is number three for me, and we will talk more about that as well. I know I probably like that more than you did. Number two is Hamilton. I'm I'm making Hamilton an actual movie in, All right. in, in my list, okay. um, even though I know that you uh, heard the music before, but I mean, when I watched it back in December, I think it was the first time I ever was exposed to it at all. And it's it's amazing, and I, I keep watching it over and over again. But uh, I couldn't make it number one just because you know it's not really a movie; it's a film play, so film musical. But uh, number one, as you can probably guess, is Tenet. The best time I had at the movies last year. <laughs> really, one of the few times I actually went to a movie. But um, Tenet is just I keep I, I bought it. I keep watching it over and over again as well. And it's 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 not a perfect Christopher Nolan movie, but it's very entertaining. And I I feel like it should have gotten a little bit more Academy recognition this year. I agree. And we'll go over that too. Um, My list is not too dissimilar from yours. Um, The only thing that I would change is like, I saw all of those that you talked about, except for, uh, was it Rock Hard? On the Rocks. On the Rocks. Rock Hard is a completely different genre. (laughs) And I, uh, like I saw The Father the other day and I loved it. 
Mm-hmm. And today I saw One Night in Miami, and mm. that is fantastic. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. in it, you know, same yep. as Hamilton. And and Hamilton, in I have to say about Hamilton, in 2020, that was the best experience I had, like, in, in a single thing. And, and too bad it's not eligible because all it is is a taped theatrical production, and that doesn't qualify as film or cinema. Right. But it was still the best thing that I had seen. Tenet is uh, right there. And if I had seen The Father in 2020 uh, alongside Tenet, they would probably be neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't call you don't consider that. I mean, I think it's a 2020 movie, The Father. I mean, you saw it in 2021, but isn't oh right eligible for the Oscar? Yeah, in terms of what I liked, and in terms of the submissions. I might place the father a little bit ahead of Tenet, mm-hmm. just a tiny bit. But you know what? I, I can't really even say that because there's something about different about like Oscar season and mm-hmm. the blockbuster summertime movie going season. Yeah. And we didn't really even have that last year. Right. I mean, it was Tenet. Yeah. Just <laughs> and, that. And thankfully, I was able to go see it in the like, theater. My twice. mind but, is rewriting seeing Bad Boys for Life in the summer because yeah. <laughs> that's that's just like how it felt. Like if they had put that out in the summer, it would have made perfect sense. Yep. All right. I mean, maybe we'll get that kind of a summer blockbuster season this year when all of the shelved movies come out. But I mean, who knows? Yeah. I remember saying, oh, boy, I'm looking forward to Black Widow coming out. <laughs> and now I'm going to be saying that again. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to go through the nominations for all of the Academy Awards. That's right, you heard it right. We're going to go do all of the nominations, unlike what we usually do in years prior where we just skip some of the categories. Um, Because we haven't seen a lot of these movies, we can just basically race through them and make our predictions. Uh, Unless there's something that you really want to talk about as to why we're doing it all. No, I mean, I I think that... You know, I I saw thirty seven movies. I didn't see some of these. I've seen I, a lot of the ones that are nominated for the big categories, but I mean, I documentary. And I only saw one, but I mean, a lot of the the categories in here, uh, some some of them I haven't seen. So some of them I you know we we always say what we think should win, and what will win, and I think we should do that. But there are going to be some categories in here that I can't tell you who should win because right. I haven't. And yeah, exactly. So for those, I'm just going to say like, I I didn't see any of these. So uh, I'm just going to go with what the odds say. Yes. And and, and that's where I'm at too. If you are going to gamble on this at all, I mean, we can, we can help you in that regard because we have been looking at the, uh, the odd sites as well, but um, I don't even know if anybody's gambling this year. This is, this will probably be the lowest watched Oscar telecast ever. I'm sure. But yeah, let's, let's talk about all of them. All right, let me uh, bring up the list, uh, and we're going to do this basically in the order that the Academy announces the winners on the uh, ceremony. So the first category we're going to go over is Best Actor in a Supporting Role, and the nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, dot, dot, dot. Paul Rassi, I hope I pronounced that name right, for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Now, I have seen all of these performances, and one definitely stood out for me, 
and it is Daniel Kaluuya and Judas and the Black Messiah portraying um, Fred Hamilton. Hampton. Hampton, sorry, portraying Fred Hampton. And um, he was just amazing in that film. He's, he's really good in just about everything he does. But I, I thought that he outshined Lakeith Stanfield, who was also very good in that film. And I think it's, it's his time to win now. I, I mean, I'm saying that about somebody who's probably under 30, but uh, he is a very good actor and deserves an Oscar. And this will be his, his time to get it. I am like was on the fence. I was going for the other one. I was thinking about Lakeith Stanfield, that they're mm-hmm. going to give it to him. They're, these are all good performances. Like every one of them was, was really, really good and memorable for, uh, for their roles. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to give this one to Lakeith because he had a little bit more to do. But man, this is a coin toss right here for me. Yeah, uh, I, I actually, this is one of the few categories where I do have a snub. And you know, I don't have many snubs um, this year, but Bill Murray in On the Rocks, which you have not seen. No. Um, he was just absolutely awesome in that film. Like total Bill Murray. I'm owning every scene I'm in. I'm hilarious. Uh, just, and, and he, he just always does so well when Sofia Coppola is directing him. And it, it's just a, a great performance that sh- should have been on here instead of Sasha Baron Cohen, in, in my mm. opinion. I'll take your word um, for it. Uh, who yeah. did you think is going to win? Uh, Kaluuya. Okay. I think he's 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 virtually a lock because he's been winning just about every award. Mm-hmm. I, I think he is going to win. I'm just edging out Stanfield in my own personal preference. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Leslie Odom Jr. was great, too. And this is, I mean, with Hamilton as well, it's this is, even though he recorded that years ago, this is, I mean, his his career is taking off right now. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, you know, I just, I just rewatched a little bit of Hamilton the other night, and his performance in Hamilton is... I'm willing to say it's the best single performance in a musical in history. Just history. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. And he, he's a good actor too. Uh, I don't know if he was, I, I couldn't give it to him over Daniel Kaluuya at this category. Though. All right. Our next category is best animated feature film. Jordan, the categories, please. Okay. I got that right here. We have onward. Pixar, uh, Over the Moon, uh, Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, another Pixar film, and Wolf Walkers. I actually saw three of these. Hmm. I saw Onward, Soul, and Wolf Walkers. Wolf Walkers was an interesting movie, but it was basically the an Irish animated version of Avatar. So it seemed a little derivative. You you, you can't unsee it when you when you notice that. <laughs> I'm going to pick the obvious favorite, which is Soul. And it was my favorite, so I'm, I'm thinking that should win. Soul is definitely going to win here. Uh, I think that it's probably what uh, the critics' favorite of this year's animated films. But my personal favorite, slightly better than Soul, was Onward. And I think it's just because of, you know, the whole brotherly connection in that movie. And um, it spoke to me a little bit more than Soul did. Um, but they're both, I mean... Most Pixar movies are, are, are good, and so I'd be fine with either one winning. Gotcha. All right. The next category is Best Animated Short Film. The nominees are Burrow, Genius Loci, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, and Yes, People. Believe it or not, I actually saw one of these, and 
Wow. It was recommended to me by my daughter. She had nice. seen it a few months prior, before the nominations came out. I have no idea where she saw it, but it's, if anything happens, I love you. She said, you're going to love this. I was crying and everything. Mm. Do you How know long is it? it uh, 10 minutes. Okay. Well, that's what's supposed to win yeah. that film. It, I have not seen any of them, so I can't tell you who I think should win. It's it's going to win. Wait, I think we saw Burrow. Didn't Burrow premiere like before Onward or Soul? Maybe, but I don't remember it. Right, exactly. We don't remember it. But yeah, if so anything happens, I love you. Prepare yourself before you watch it. It's it's about it's about a school shooting. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll check it out at some point. All right. And now, Jordan, if you could give us the nominees for Best Original Screenplay. Uh, we have Judas and the Black Messiah, screenplay by Will Burson, Shaka King. Minari, with Lee Isaac Chung, the screenplay. Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel. Sound of Metal, screenplay by Darius Martyr and Abraham Martyr. And The Trial of the Chicago 7, Aaron Sorkin. So what do you think? So for this one, uh, I think... This is where Emerald Fennell is going to win her Oscar mm. um, for Promising Young Woman. That's what I think will happen. These screenplays are all pretty good. Uh, I wasn't wild about Trial of Chicago 7, but if I were to pick one I would like to see win here, I'm going to say Sound of Metal. I, I thought the story was was pretty good, and, and it was uh, definitely a movie I haven't seen before. Uh, definitely a unique movie. So that's what I would give it to, but I think Promising Young Woman is going to take it. I loved Minari, and I think that it should win. I'm actually betting that it will win. Like you, I wasn't that big a fan of the screenplay of The Trial of the Chicago 7. I mean, it's Aaron Sorkin. He he does what he does in his mm-hmm. Sorkin-esque way. And, you know, it's fun, and but it's a little bit predictable in that sense. Sound of Metal was a great, it had a great screenplay. But Minari just was just a little bit different and different enough in in a good way that it made it really really memorable. So that's yeah, why it was it was a, a much funnier movie than I thought it would be. Yeah. So now the nominees for best adapted screenplay, uh, the nominees are Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan by Sasha Baron Cohen and others. Uh, the Father, screenplay by screenplay by Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller. Nomadland, uh, written by Chloe Zhao. One Night in Miami by Kemp Powers, and The White Tiger by Ramin Maharani. And I saw all of those except for The White Tiger. What do you think's gonna? Take? Yeah, I did not see The White Tiger either, and I don't really think Borat should be nominated here, but it is. Uh, I think Nomadland's going to win, uh, and I'd be fine with that. Uh, it was adapted from uh, a book that, about people going out on the road, nomads, and, and I think Clojure did a good job, so I'd be fine with that. Uh, I would rather, though, in this category, see The Father win, and simply because this was adapted, that movie, that film was adapted from uh, stage play that um, Florian Zeller uh, wrote in uh, directed the stage play and he turned it into a movie. And the way they take that play and turn it into a movie, the way they immerse yourself in what Anthony Hopkins is going through was just genius and really well done. And I felt so confused watching it. And I 
and I should have felt confused watching it. And it's just a, a, a great way of taking the medium of film and turning a play, I wouldn't say upside down, but you know, you can't do what he did in the, in the film on, on stage. So yeah. I, I think that probably deserves to win more in my mind. 100% agree with you on all counts. I uh, would have preferred, <laughs> I'm already saying it like it's a, it's, it's a done deal. Um, but I want the father to win, but I think they're going to give it to Nomadland. That's, that's really all there is to say to it. Uh, I mean, Nomadland's script was, was fine, but the father, that adaptation, first of all, that adaptation was adapted from French mm -hmm. and to, yep. to translate it into English. Didn't, have you heard that they're, they're making a follow on to the father, the father Two: return of the father? No, no, it's called the son. And it's for real. I'm not joking. Oh. And this is another play that Florian Zeller directed, and he's going to turn it into a film. I don't know if it's looking at the story from the son's perspective or what, but Hugh Jackman's set, set to play the son, and they're going into production. So but that is going to happen. There was no son, unless we're talking know, about it, a different it, it, son. it might be a story about Alzheimer's. From, with a different family. I don't know. Ah, uh, okay. I, I honestly don't know what's, what it's going to be. I just know that they confirmed that Hugh Jackman and somebody else, oh, Laura Dern. Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern are going to be in The Sun, which is going into production now. All right. that's I'm looking forward to that then. Yep. All right. So now, Jordan, please, the nominees for Best Live Action Short Film. So we have Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. And I have not seen any of these. Ditto. But from what I hear, Two Distant Strangers is going to win, if you want to bet some money. Uh, I'm betting on the letter room. Why? Ah. Don't don't ask me. <laughs> okay. Great. Next category, production design. The nominees are The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and I... Would love to see Tenet win here. Uh, production design was fantastic throughout that film. I mean, you could tell a lot of money was spent, including a lot, a, a giant sum of money to crash that plane. But from what I hear, I think Mank is going to win. Um, you know, the old Hollywood black and white. Uh, it, it, that movie did look good at times. I'll, I'll give it that. It, it is no Tenet, though. So uh, I think Mank is going to win, but I, I really wish Tenet would win. Likewise, I, I think Mank has that old style feel that makes Hollywood feel good about itself. But mm -hmm. Tenet had a lot more to accomplish. Mank borrowed from stuff that we've already seen. Yep. Tenet was, I'm not going to say completely original, but featured locales that you don't often see in cinema done in a yep. very unusual way. It was like a, a James Bond-esque Christopher Nolan movie. Exactly. So the nominees, please, Jordan, for costume design. Here are the nominees for best costume design. We have Emma, uh, Alexandra Byrne, Mank, Trish Somerville, Maharini's Black Bottom, Anne Roth, Mulan, Bina Daigler, and Pinocchio Massimo Cantini Parini. Now, I did not see Pinocchio or Mulan here, but... Um, I, I think Marini's Black Bottom is going to win. They had some, I mean, the, co the costumes are very period of, of, of the, the time it was shot and it was pretty good costumes, I guess. I'm not a costume expert, but I think I would 
you know, I'm not giving this award out to anyone because I shouldn't be involved in giving best <laughs> costume design to somebody. But if I was, I would say, hey, Emma, they have good costumes. It's, you know, Jane Austen type period piece. Let's give it to Emma. Yeah, I think Black Bottom's going to win too. But if it was up to me, I, I actually did see Mulan and I would give it to Mulan because the, the costuming there was really memorable. A lot more memorable, I think, than any of the others. That's not to say that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom didn't have memorable costumes. It did. It's just that... Uh, the costume design in Mulan was a bit more vibrant. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see Pinocchio, so I can't speak to that. The uh, The funny thing is, uh, speaking of costuming, there's a scene in Mulan where she, like, it's a sort of a transitional moment for her where she accepts her destiny as being a female soldier and she goes... Uh, races back on horseback to defend the troops and as she's going by uh, she's going back in slow motion she rips off her armor and we're like whoa whoa wait no 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 D don't don't take off the armor <laughs> i mean do you, do you know where you're going <laughs> it's all about style right okay so now here are the nominees for best documentary feature they are collective crip camp the mole agent my Octopus Teacher, and Time. Have you seen any of these? I have not seen any of these. I saw one of them. <laughs> and one? I think I saw the one that's going to win, based off of all everything I'm hearing. Uh, my Octopus Teacher uh, was recommended by my wife, and we watched it with the kids. We all watched it sometime last year. I don't remember what month. But uh, it was actually pretty good um, about this... Uh, individual who you know has, is, has tough times going on in his life and he just actually lives near this you know sea where there's an octopus there that he comes and visits all the time and you know hangs out with him and the octopus gets sick and you know then I, I, I won't spoil it for you but there, he has a very I don't want to say intimate relationship with an octopus because that sounds very weird but there are some a little me. bit of weirdness going on there but it, it is a nice story. It makes you have a different perspective on, on aspects of your life. And I would recommend it. And I think it's it's going to win. Okay. Um, sure. My octopus teacher. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jordan, now the nominees for best documentary short subject. Okay. We've got Colette. A concerto is a conversation. Do not split. Hunger Ward. And a love song for Latasha. Guess how many of these I saw? Zero. I yeah, you're correct. Seen, but I think there was two that they were that, that are supposed to be front runners: the, the a love song for Latasha and a concerto as a conversation. I'm going to go for a concerto as a conversation. That's what I think is going to win. I'm going to be a contrarian and say that it's going to go to a love song for Latasha. Okay. And I'm just going to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> and to end our first half, here are the nominees for actress in a supporting role. They are. Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit, Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yoo Jung Yoon for Minari. Jordan, go. So, um, I think Yoo Jung Yoon is going to win here. She's winning all the awards leading up to it, and it would be well-deserved. She was fantastic in that movie. I, however, and this is going to kind of be a curveball for you because this is somebody who I have not really liked most of her career, but Glenn Close 
and Hillbilly Elegy, I'd like to see her win it. Uh, she did. She was the front runner uh, when she was in The Wife and did not win when Olivia Coleman uh, took that from her. And they're in the same category again this time around. But I, I thought Glenn Close was good in Hillbilly Elegy. I thought that she played sort of a white trash grandmother very, very like effectively. And I, I thought she was she gave a great performance and deserves to win here. Although I am not going to be upset if Eugene Yoon wins as expected because she was really good. I just think Amanda Seyfried is kind of a throwaway here. And I mean, frankly, Maria Bakalova, yeah, she's okay. I just don't, I just don't know if she really deserves to be in this category, but it is, it was a limited year. I, um, I didn't see Hillbilly Elegy. I did see all the others though. So I can't speak to Glenn Close's performance, but, uh, uh can I ask you this? Did, did she speak Korean? No, no, she didn't. She speak didn't. Korean. So therefore the Academy Award will go to Yoo Jung Yoon. <laughs> did, did she mention anything about a broken ding dong? <laughs> no. no okay no, or, no, uh, nor did she try to drink any mountain waters so. <laughs> right um, all right yeah and, um, i mean she was uh, uh she was very very funny and uh sweet at times too so yeah let's and give she, it to her i'm fine with it right she also had to play a woman who is disabled yep so there That's is true. that going for her as well in terms of range yep but I do props to Maria Bakalova for all that she had to do. <laughs> yeah, she did have to do a lot. I mean, just to keep in character with that scene with Rudy Giuliani. Yep. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, that was intense. <laughs> yep. All right. And uh, that's it for this first half. When we come back, we will start off with sound and then go all the way to best picture. There's a fair chance you don't like the news. And I get that. I'm Buzz Burbank, and I do a different kind of newscast I think you will like. I tell stories, true stories, because when you view it the right way, there's nothing more amazing than real life. I cover most of the stuff the big media outlets cover, but often with a different approach, richer in detail, and with a perspective that ties it all together so we have some idea of what it all means. I deliver stories that'll make you laugh, make you cry, and make you angry, because that is the nature of life. And because you cannot be a better citizen unless you understand and feel the news. I also don't cover some of the useless stories you'll find elsewhere and do cover real stories the rest of the media somehow managed to avoid. With my nearly 40 years experience in broadcast journalism and a love of writing, this is a news program that's custom made for you. Buzz Burbank News and Comment is now a weekly show, new each Thursday and available free on iTunes, SoundCloud, and several other platforms and at buzzburbank.com. And we are back. And now we have a new category of sorts. And here to tell us the category and its nominees is Jordan. Go. Yeah, so... We used to have two sound categories up until this year. We had sound mixing and sound editing, and we would, you know, talk about both categories. But I think the Academy did a good job in combining these two into just one category for best sound. I think that's a good idea, and that's what we're going with this year. The categories, I mean, uh, sorry, the nominees are Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal in the sound category. And I, I'm pretty sure that Sound of Metal is going to win best sound and it definitely should. Uh, sound was 
the, the key ingredient in that whole film. And I mean, I'd never seen a movie like that where, you know, I, I get to see what it's like to be deaf in a way. I know it's not exactly what it's like to be deaf, but, you know, hearing sound and, and hearing all the distortion involved with, a, uh, I don't know how you say that, cochlear implants? Co um, cochlear. Cochlear implants uh, and, and how that sounds and, and, and how it filters and distorts what you're actually supposed to be hearing. And it's just, I mean, uh, Riz Ahmed uh, was, was, was great in that movie and Paul Racy as well, but Down itself was its own character in that movie and it, it better win Best Sound. I'm, I'm with you. And uh, one of the funny things is here is, okay, first of all, why is Mank on here? Mank, it's like the, the point they made for the sound design was that it was mono, which is mm. like the easiest thing to do. Like, why would you nominate something for making it easier to do? It's it's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And one thing that I am, I, I it's kind of funny. Um, Tenet's not nominated. And Christopher Nolan's movies are notorious for having bad sound. So I'm, I'm kind of not right. surprised that it's not on here. Uh, uh, and and I, I, people were critical of the dialogue and it didn't bother me in that film. I... I do think it's interesting that we have two Tom Hanks movies here for best sound. Is that a, is, is Tom Hanks the lucky charm for if you want to get nominated for sound? <laughs> I didn't, he was in Greyhound. Yeah. Oh, that's the, uh, I think that's a submarine or battleship movie on Apple TV. Oh, um, okay. Then I yeah. missed that. I, I didn't see either of those Tom Hanks movies. Though. I, I just saw news of the world before doing this, uh, recording and is it uh, worthwhile. Um, that's all I need to know. Yeah, it's 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 good. I mean, it's Tom Hanks. He he delivers a great performance regardless. Uh, mm -hmm. But but it's it's like uh, it's one of those where it's like if it came out in the theaters, I would see it and I would enjoy it, and I would be like, oh, okay, it was nominated for sound. <laughs> all right, it was Paul Greengrass directed it, and there's a yeah, lot of uh, gunfights in it, and um, the gunfight scene, one of them is really good. Hmm. All right, here we go. The category is cinematography, and the nominees are Sean Bobbitt for Judas and the Black Messiah, Eric Messerschmidt for Mank, Darius Wolski for News of the World, Joshua James Richards for Nomadland, and Fidon Papamichael for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Who did you pick? I actually would pick somebody who wasn't on this list, but I'll get to that in a second. But of what's here, Nomadland... I think should win and I think it will win. Uh, some of the the vistas there of uh, I guess the Midwest or you know the, the Rocky Mountain area, uh, the desert out there, I just thought the beautifully shot at, at certain times and um, I, I think that should win out of all of these movies that are here. I think Hoyta Van Hoytema, who was a cinematographer on Tenet, should be in here and I think he should beat all these guys, but that's that's just my opinion. Of these five nominees, I would want Nomadland to win, but I'm actually betting that Mank will take it. As mm. much as I ripped on it for being nominated for sound, um, to get that old Hollywood style is going to make the members of the Academy feel warm and fuzzy all over, and I think they're going to reward Mank with a cinematography Oscar. So, yeah, I could see that happening. I think Mank m might have to win something here. Maybe this is one of them. Yeah. This is—it's just a gamble that I'm—I'm I'm making. Yep. 
All right, Jordan, the next category is film editing. Your nominees, please. Okay, I have The Father, Yorgos Lamprinos, Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, Promising Young Woman, Frederic Thoreval, Sound of Metal, Mikkel E.G. Nielsen, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Alan Baumgarten. Of, of these five movies, which I saw all of them, I, I think Sound of Metal is going to win here. Um, editing was pretty good in that. Uh, I would personally rather see The Father win here because I think some of the editing in that movie to get the different people who end up playing the different characters and sort of add to your confusion of uh, experiencing Anthony Hopkins' character, I thought that was the editing was really good where you would see different things that were slightly off in the rooms um, that everybody was in. So I would give it to The Father here, but again, Jennifer LaMay or Lame, that's her name. She's the tenant editor. I thought the editing and tenant was excellent as well. She should be in here. I'm thinking that Sound of Metal will win. I, But for me, it's I'm like split between that and The Father. And I didn't mention it in production design, but the production design combined with the film editing made helped make The Father as confusing as it should be. Because... Mm-hmm. You don't notice it at first, but right. you go, you know, you uh, go from one um, place to another, and the production this of of this apartment is so generic. You don't notice that they are in fact different places, but mm-hmm. that's part of what makes the father so good, and the editing yep. also helped with that. But the sound of metal, I think, will take it, and I and I wouldn't mind it uh, winning this because sure. The frenetic pace of it, it wasn't simply about being deaf and, and, and losing one's hearing. It was also about addiction and the the frenetic pace that an addict might have when needing to get his or her next fix. Yep. All right. Oh, here we go. My favorite category. Uh, the category is Best Visual Effects. The nominees are Love and Monsters. The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. Now, out of these, the only one I didn't see was Love and Monsters. And the Oscar should go to one of the best movies I've seen, The Midnight Sky. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I saw your review, and I totally agreed with it. The Midnight Sky is one of the most disappointing things I have ever seen. And I think yep. it's it's so disappointing because of the, so much potential they had there in that movie. And that mm-hmm. it could have been like a Netflix miniseries where you could focus on the number of story potential that they had there. And George Clooney, who's such a good director, it just was this mishmash of different things stuck together. Now, the effects, which is what we're talking about here... Yeah, they were good, but it's nothing we They're haven't okay. seen before. We, we, we've yeah. seen it all before. We saw it in Gravity. We saw it in The Martian. The Martian, yeah. We saw it Day yeah. After Tomorrow. I just think that there's some of these people are trying to recapture Gravity, especially Clooney, because, you know, Gravity was good for him. And people keep making more space movies, but a lot of them don't work. And and, and there's been more... Re- I mean, like, I, I'm not a big fan of The Martian myself. And... Some of these films, you know, people are just trying to capture that magic that 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 uh, Quaron had with with Gravity, and 
I just haven't seen anything that's kind of lived up to that, um, even close to that level since that film came out. And you're right. That was, it's just, you see those people that are in this movie, uh, was it, was it Felicity Jones that was in it? Mm -hmm. And you know, there's some good actors and actresses in it and a good cast. And it just, just felt flat and like they're mailing it in and you expect more out of George Clinton. For sure. Right. Uh, let me guess you are going to go what I'm going to go for, which is Tenet. Uh, absolutely. And some of the, I mean, now no one doesn't really do a lot of CGI. There wasn't a lot of CGI in it, but just the, the sheer magic of, you know, filming things backwards and playing things in, in reverse throughout. And there's just a lot of camera tricks going on in that movie and a lot of coordination involved. And it's by far the best visual effects movie of, of, of this list here. I, I don't even know what the one and only Ivan is. I um, saw that last night and it's, it's a Disney plus movie. Uh, Brian Cranston is in it. Um, it's a family movie about, uh, based on the real life story, very, very loosely based uh, about a gorilla named Ivan who was who lived in a mall as a sideshow attraction for 27 years. Um, but that sounds not, like a great movie. But that's not a, uh, the the tragic part. It, it, the movie isn't a tragedy. It's like you know the to put it this way: the animals talk. It's like okay. Doolittle. Um, so that's why they're given this. Yeah, for, that's for exactly. Talking animals, and like which says something about uh, the the movie that. This was nominated and Doolittle wasn't because uh, the effects in Doolittle were terrible. Mm -hmm. And um, the one and only Ivan did a, a good job with the effects. Um, nothing as good as any of the others. Didn't see Love and Monsters. But you know, he, I actually do have a snub. And that's Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm, gosh, I did not see that. Right. Well... You, if you saw the trailer, then yeah, you—that's what it was, and it, it actually looked legit. So, well, that, that's the famous movie where they re had to redo the effects because they sucked. They redid the, the, the effects not really because they sucked, but because Sonic didn't look like Sonic, and yeah. they fixed it, and Sonic looked like Sonic, and was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, actually one of the better. Um, Comics, oh, not comic book. Where is my brain? Video game to movie adaptations. Interesting. Uh, maybe I will see that at some point. I'm just happy that hopefully Tenet will win an Oscar here. I yeah. Think, I think it will happen. All right, Jordan, the next category is makeup and hairstyling. The nominees, please. Okay, we've got Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. And I saw all these except for Pinocchio. So, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is uh, the contender here. And, yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Makeup and hairstyling. It's fantastic. I think one of the things that got, uh, that needs to be mentioned, like, like why, the, what separates this, Viola Davis's character as Ma, you know, her performance as Ma Rainey was definitely helped by the greasy makeup that she yeah. was wearing you know everybody's True. like covered in this sheen of perspiration that really right. puts you into this hot chicago claustrophobic recording session and that 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 made it really really stand out that, that the makeup and hairstyling was very very memorable if i had to pick a snub it would probably be birds of prey but you know whatever yeah, I did, didn't see that one, but I probably should have. Uh, I think Black Bottom is going to win, but um, I, I I think Hillbilly Elegy should win. I, I know you Ooh. didn't see that, but 
they they made Amy Adams look. I mean, Amy Adams is good looking. They made her look kind of disgusting, and they made Glenn Close look almost unrecognizable with a kind of giant afro hair, and she she didn't really look like Glenn Close. And I, I think they they did a good job of making people look different than how you normally perceive them. But I mean, what you said about Black Bottom is 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 true, and that really added to that film. So. Maybe that should really win, anyways. Maybe you've, you've swayed my opinion. Well, that's that's pretty cool. It, it is just makeup and hair sound, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's a category that I'm ex- actually excited to uh, see, and these are the nominees for best international feature film. They are Another Round from Denmark, Better Days from Hong Kong, Collective from Romania, The Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia and Quo Vadis Aida from Bosnia and Herzegovina. My father's from Tunisia, so I'm like, yay, a Tunisian movie is nominated for an Oscar. Um, I, you I, haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen it. I, I did see another round. Uh, the odds are that it's going to win, and yep. I think it's a really good movie. So uh, I, I'm going to go with another round. I mean, if The Man Who Sold His Skin wins, which I think it's like... Uh, I don't know what the odds are for that, but it it seems pretty interesting. If that wins, yay, puts Tunisia mm-hmm. on the map again. And it won't be, well, actually, it's probably better known for where they shot Star Wars. Yeah, but or, or, or the beginning scene in Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't, obviously, I, I have not seen any of these, but another round is nominated for Best Director. So I, I think this is probably the front runner. And probably will win. All right. Here coming up is the next category, and it is original score. Jordan, what are the nominees? We have The Five Bloods, Terrence Blanchard, Mank, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, Minari, Emily Mosseri, News of the World, James Newton Howard, and Soul, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, John Batiste. The singer uh, of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> yeah, for nominated. Who? Yeah. I mean that's what he is now. He's 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 a, a, a film composer now, which is great. And he and he, and he usually does really good work. But uh, I, I think Soul is probably going to win here, and Trent Reznor is going to win. Uh, out of all of these five, I think that's okay. I have not really heard News of the World score or Defy Bloods. I really need to see both of them, and I haven't seen them. But I, yeah. the biggest snub out of all of these awards. Yeah, here we go. Ludwig Göransson, mm-hmm. Lieutenant. I mean mm-hmm. that's. The score I still play all the time when I'm working, and it's uh, it totally adds everything to the film, and was was really good, and it's just nowhere to be seen here. And I don't I don't understand why. I, mean, I, I don't, don't either. I, I mean, don't get it. the The achievement he made is not simply based on his composition, but also in compiling everything together. Because due to the quarantine, mm-hmm. he had to get individual recordings from the instrumentalist and combine them together and in his own mixer he didn't record it with a whole bunch with with, you know with a live orchestra and that was that really should be acknowledged Um, and i just i I just don't understand where the academy's going with this category sometimes like first man had one of the best scores of the past five years and it was i think it either won the golden globe or was nominated for it but was nowhere to be found here i just I don't know who's making, I, I guess it's the people in the Academy in this field that are making these nominations, but I just mm-hmm. think they're missing some things. 
I'm with you. I think Soul is going to win. Uh, out of all of these five, I, it was my favorite. Um, I did see uh, News of the World, and James Newton Howard's score was actually very good. Uh, it was very varied. So you had a lot, because it was a Western, you had a lot of banjos, you have a lot of guitars and and uh, and some classical elements too with strings. Um, but, you know, not nothing compared to Soul. So good job on Trent Reznor. Yep. All right, here's one where, like, I kind of am upset that I haven't heard uh, one of these. But the category is Original Song, and the nominees are Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah, Hear My Voice from The Trial of the Chicago 7, Husevik from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, EOC, uh, or Scene, from The Life Ahead, and Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Um, yeah, I really wished I'd heard Husevik because that sounds like it's funny. Oh, I, I listened to all, while I was preparing uh, earlier today, I, I just had these on Spotify, all five of them, was listening to them. And the Husevik is actually really good. It's like a, a catchy pop power ballad kind of song. Like Tegan um, and like, Sarah's, uh, uh not, not, not really that, that kind, but more like something Sia would sing. Ah. Um, so... And, and it was, as I think, Yo C and Hear My Voice, those are kind of forgettable to me. I think Speak Now is going to win here because Leslie Odom Jr. needs something. Uh, we got a reward of a something after the year he had, even though, you know, it was 2016 or 2015 for Hamilton. But uh, it's either going to be that or Fight For You by her. I think those are the, the two mm -hmm. front runners. <laughs> the fact that Diane Warren has yet another academy award oh, yeah. nomination for original song it's like you heard one you heard them all yeah i feel like she's got a deal with the academy or something like that because yeah that that song just just was not memorable i i haven't heard it but is it anything like i don't want to miss a thing that aerosmith sang uh no i i don't want to miss a thing is, is way better oh wow okay yeah all right so uh yeah uh, speak now yeah and here we are we're getting to the we're getting to the meat now all right, Jordan, the nominees for the category of directing. Okay, so we've got Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung, Minari, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. I saw all of these. Uh, I don't know why Thomas Vinterberg is on here when Christopher Nolan should be on here. Actually, sure. anybody could be on here in place of... Uh, Regina King. Uh, oh my gosh, yes. Regina King for One Night in Miami. Absolutely. Yep. Now, I'm not saying that another round was terrible. I, I think that Thomas Vinterberg did a great job. But, I mean, come on. Like, that, that, I think the snub is like way more important than, uh, than the actual nominees. They, they all did a good job. Uh, I think Chloe Zhao... Is going to win. I think she did a really good job uh, directing and editing, and pulling that double duty is, should be acknowledged. Also, she was directing non-actors, mm -hmm. and that's a big deal. I mean, to get those performances from non-actors, as well as getting a great performance from Frances McDormand, yeah, mm -hmm. Chloe Zhao all the way. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that she should win, and that she will win here and you're exactly right like i 
I was watching that film. I try to go into most of these movies not knowing what's going to happen or not trying to read anything about it. So I didn't know Likewise. that these were non-actors when I was seeing it. And I'd only read all this, like the, the RV guy, I forgot his name. That guy's a real thing. He's got a YouTube channel and everything. And the fact that, you know, it's Francis McDormand and David Strathern, you know, a handful of actual actors. Everybody else is just real nomads, I guess. And, and then that's really incredible that you could get those performances out of them. Uh, Nomadland really spoke to me and I really want it to win almost everything it's nominated for here. So uh, I'd be fine with that. And like I said, like you just said, Christopher Nolan should be here. And frankly, Regina King should be here too. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, Chloe Zhao. All right, here we are. The category is actor in a leading role. The nominees are Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Stephen Yoon for Minari. And best actor. These are all really, really good performances. I I, I say that I I don't I have one that I don't believe should be on here. Gary Oldman? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like I'm, I'm, I love Gary Oldman, but I just that whole movie just didn't didn't do it for me. Uh, who would you replace him with? George Clooney, Midnight Sky? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, how about uh, John David Washington? Pretend, okay, I, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Tom yeah, Hanks. That's kind of a joke. I, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about who I would replace him with, but uh, I'm sure. Uh, James Marsden from uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> no. I I'm thinking. It's not that I'm thinking. It's like this will be a posthumous win for Chadwick Boseman, and he yep. did an incredible job. Um, yep. But but everybody, you know, in this just uh, this this is a tough one. And and like the the Asian part of me is like, oh come on, Stephen Yoon. But now the they're going to give it to Chadwick Boseman, and and deservedly so. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely going to win. And you know what he he. See, for me here, I thought Stephen Yoon was was good and deserving to be nominated, but I think, let's just say Chadwick's not in this category. It is a complete toss-up for me between Riz Ahmed and Anthony Hopkins. I thought they were both really good and really made their movies oh. what, what they should have been. But, uh, I, I mean, frankly, as good as they were, I think Chadwick was absolutely amazing in that movie. And it's the kind of performance, very much like Heath Ledger's when, when he mm-hmm. passed, that you get these people giving their career best performances at the time right before they die. And it's just, it's, it's tragic and it's crazy that this is happening again. But, you know, I mean, Chadwick's been good throughout his career, but this is just next level stuff for him. Agreed. Um, unfortunately, it's the last thing we're going to ever see him do, but um, it, it'll be good. And I, and I, I saw, uh, you know, when, when he won the golden globe and his, uh, I guess, widow, was talking about it and it was very emotional. I'm sure it's going to be the same thing this time around, but, uh, and, and I mean, props to Anthony Hopkins for, I don't know how old he is now, but he's still just killing it. Like just, I mean, the quality of that performance was, was so good and it's the best thing he's ever done outside of, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Now is the final stretch. Here we are, Jordan, the nominees for best actress in a leading role. Okay, for Best Actress, Viola Davis, Marini's Black Bottom, Andrew Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Now, I've seen 
only three of these. I did not see Pieces of a Woman or United States versus Billie Holiday. Andrew Day did win the Golden Globe. Uh, and I do like Vanessa Kirby, but I did not see that movie. For this, though, this is, I mean, for, for people who are looking for close races on Oscar night, this is this is the highlight right here. This is the one where any of these people could win. Maybe not Vanessa Kirby, but th there's no lock in here at all. Like Viola Davis won, I think, BAFTA. Frances McDormand won. No, no, I think Frances McDormand won BAFTA, and Viola Davis won something else recently. Um, and they've just been giving it to different people in all these different awards. So it, it's really a toss up for a lot of these, but I think what's going to happen is that Viola Davis is going to win here. Mm. You know, she's won before, uh, for supporting for fences, which actually in that performance, it was actually, she was probably on screen more than she was in this movie for right. black bottom, which is strange. Um, but I would like to see Francis McDormand win here from Nomadland. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, she could, and Carrie Mulligan could win as well, and she was really good. So the the, the performances I did see here, I, I think I like Frances McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan a bit more than Viola Davis's performance. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I just think Viola Davis is going to win. But uh, I mean, don't be surprised if McDormand or Mulligan win here. Well, I saw United States versus Billie Holiday. Didn't see Pieces of a Woman, but I'm here to tell you. Andrew Day is going to win, and really? yeah, and and she deserves it. The her range that she had to do as Billie Holiday is far and above anything that the other four nominees. Well, I can't speak to Vanessa Kirby, but any of the other nominees had to do. It was amazingly powerful, and uh, when you have a chance to go see United States versus Billie Holiday, you'll see what I mean, and okay. it is intense uh she has to go through so much and sing like billy holiday that mm -hmm. um viola davis whose presence was so powerful in ma rainey's black bottom like if ma if andre day wasn't here i would give it to viola davis i mean francis mcdormand was great um but she didn't have i think as much to do in her movie as uh, Viola Davis and Andre Day had to do in theirs. Um, that may seem a little harsh uh, for to to Frances McDormand, but I'm telling you, like Viola Davis, like you felt her power, her presence, her strength. But she didn't sing many of her songs. Mm -hmm. Andre Day had to do all of that and more for United States versus Billie Holiday, and I think that the Academy will recognize that. Okay. I also think that Carrie Mulligan kind of, that's not, I've never seen Carrie Mulligan like that before. I'd only seen her in Drive, and that was just recently. Um, oh, okay. It was it was good. I, I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't put anybody in her place because there's nobody I can think, Margot Robbie in Birds of Prey? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, and here we are, the nominees for Best Motion Picture. We have The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank. Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Jordan, what's your take? Uh, so this list is interesting. And I, I know we were just earlier listening to the end of our podcast last year, where I was talking about the fact that we had so many five-star movies on here. This past year, I only gave one five-star rating, and that was to Tenet, which is not on here, but we're not going to keep talking about that. So what we have here 
there are some pretty good movies. Um, some movies I, I, I really liked, um, but then there are some like Mank and Travis Chicago 7 eh, that probably shouldn't even be on here. But uh, what, we're, what we're left with, I, I think this is, again, much like Best Actress, this is kind of uh, a toss-up. It's probably between Minari, Nomadland, Trial of the Chicago 7. I think those are the, th- the only three I can see winning here. But I'm hoping it's Nomadland because that was my favorite of this batch here, and I would like to see that film. So like you, I didn't have very many five-star reviews. Out of these eight nominees... Only one of them got a five-star review, and that is for The Father. I did give a a four-and-a-half-star review to One Night in Miami, which I think should have been nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Sure. I don't know what Mank is doing on here. I would Um, put uh, um, One Night in Miami over Charlie Chicago 7. I, I would as well. And here's the thing. If the events of 2020 didn't happen the way they happened, then I might be saying Nomadland. But I think that Judas and the Black Messiah will win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to... I, I think um, it's timely. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's reflective of of the time, which is what timely means, Omar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that it's, it's powerful enough to edge out Nomadland for being... This is, this is a purely political bet that I'm making mm-hmm. that uh, I enjoy Judas and the Black Messiah a little bit more than I did Nomadland. I want the father to win, but I don't think it should only in the sense that it is not in a weird sense of the word term, uh, politically correct. Uh, I think Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, given what's going on, uh, is going to win. Now, if that happens though, you I mean, you always got to look at, Best Director. Shaka King was not nominated for Best Director. That rarely happens where a movie nominated for Best Picture and it's not Best Director wins. Right. If you're looking at the stats, you're, right. You're, you're right, though. I mean, that's something that that that's a decent bet to make. Um, but but like I said, I don't I don't think that Nomadland's a, lo- a lock at all. Um, so I, I think that could certainly happen. I just don't think films like The Father. I mean, no, I'm sorry, Mank, probably The Father, Santa Metal. They're not going to win. Mank uh, to yeah, me is like um, Mank to me is like uh, Argo or The Artist, where it, it's like this is a movie like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last year is is just there to you know say I love you Hollywood, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have that year after year, and that's why it was nominated. Um, but yeah, it's like the more I think about it, the more I'm angry that Mank got as much recognition that it did well and here's why i'm angry about it like i'm a huge david fincher fan and he should have been nominated for a lot of other movies this is frankly i think is his worst movie Mm. so i just i just don't understand all the love for and all the nominations but worse than alien cubed i I think i wrote that in my review i I just wrote a quick review of of mank because i was catching up on stuff and i said I think this is David Fincher's worst movie. And I wrote in my review, yes, worse than Alien 3. <laughs> and that's it for the eighth annual Academy Awards show, where we went over the, our picks for the 93rd Academy Awards being broadcast on the 25th of April. 
Yep. Uh, so it, it's, it's good to do this again, Omar, and let's uh, hope that next year we're seeing more movies than, than what we saw this year. Here, here. So make sure to like the show on Facebook and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Arc Reviews. Jordan, your uh, social media contact? Uh, I mean, there is the jordanvlog.com. I don't really use it that much anymore. It's still out there, but I usually do all my stuff through Letterboxd now. I need to be be a little bit better about reviewing movies right after I see them. So that's my, uh, that, that's what I'm going to try to do going forward. You got it. All right. My name is Omar Latiri. I'm Jordan Rose. And this is ARC. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.